Hello, it's Shahid here. Our award show is open, so please don't miss the early bird deadline of the 11th of February. Welcome back to Forecast Part 2. If you haven't heard Part 1 yet, please go back an episode or so. This one's really, really fantastic. Really hope you enjoy it. No, I think experienced people, I think, you know, us around this podcast can probably work very comfortably for the rest of our lives without seeing anybody. We have our infrastructures and we have our experiences and we have our skills. Um, I know that we've hired people who specifically, we have a, an office in central London. I, I know that we have specifically, not we haven't specifically, but they have come to us specifically because we have a central London office and that they want to get out of their, you know, out of their flats and their house shares because, because it's a, it's a, it's a thing, you know, in London, you can't afford a house. So you live in a house share. So, you know, you, it's probably more COVID secure in my office with the big, with, you know, lots of space and windows open than it, than they are at home. They're enjoying it. It's funny, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that weird though? Cause like we just, you just said that. And yet, and when you think about what you just said, you kind of think, fuck me, that's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, London is very expensive, but we can't afford to buy a house there. So we live in a room in a house filled with other people that we don't really know, that we get to know because we have to know because we're forced to know. But that's that's the norm. I guarantee it's like 20 years' time, people will look back and go, why did we ever do that? You know, It's mental, isn't it? I was, I was going to come back to... That, that you know, bit that. of it is ridiculous because of the prices. But, <laughs> it's but, nuts, isn't but it? The idea, yeah. that, How we the idea that young people <laughs> crave interaction, or anybody really craves interaction, yeah. in order to build their their lives, I think that's that's... Yeah. That's that's so axiomatic. That's so fundamental to human existence. If you're talking about if you're talking about happiness, you can't be very very few people unless you're a hermit uh, can be happy without any level of human contact. And Zoom is good, but it's not perfect. I was, I was just going to say, I was talking about Mortimer and Whitehouse fishing, and they have. Um... Uh, they have a doctor that comes on, and uh, the Christmas one is really interesting. And as much that he was saying that um, not having any interaction is as bad as smoking twenty fags a day um, with human beings. Apparently, there's an area in our brain which like like makes us feel good just by talking to people, and loneliness is an absolute killer. And um, and, and yeah, one of the I would say one of the things about um, the, the the virtual world is it's very difficult to mentor young people yeah. um, virtually. And um, you know, uh, I, I used to be quite good at it. Most of most of the guys that um, were with me have gone on to bigger and better things. And 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 I come from a from a from a, a league of a league of mental men. <laughs> league of mental um, mental men. Excellent. From Frank, you know, from, from Frank and Jeremy, you know, the best best mentors in the industry, you know. So. Um, uh, and and so that 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 legacy, if you like, has passed on, um, whether you want it or not. But um, uh, but yeah, that doing it virtually it's bloody difficult. And I, I yeah, I th- I think you're absolutely right for young people. And I'm, I'm you know, I've got a 21 year old son. I've got an 18 year old son. My 21 year old son loved going to the office. Hated the lockdown simply because he was like stuck at home, um, not seeing anybody. And sometimes I think you know us. Um, 
older folk, forget that, forget the importance of it because we've done it all. We've had all that, you know, these guys are starting out in their careers and it's, um, it's one of those things I think that if we move into this sort of virtual world, which I don't think, we, you know, everybody will, but we have to be very wary of young people, uh, very wary, very mindful of um, young people not uh, getting the same experience, you know, and the interactivity that the, the, that we had um it's it's uber important some, some industries are um, better i think i think if you're uh, um, working in industries which thrive on the interaction that develops ideas and it doesn't matter whether it's advertising or filmmaking or or, or possibly groups of artists together you know i think those interactions they're like pub conversations they take you in directions you weren't expecting and from that better things happen um, and um, and you can do that with having people go go away for a couple of days. So we work, we by and large have, have the office open Tuesday to Thursday and people can come in when they want. It's not mandated at the moment. My daughter was working over the summer. She um, She's in her final year of university. But her summer job, she worked for, um, she worked on a feature film over in the Warner Brothers studio. So she was on, on, on the set, on the lot for the summer or for a few weeks in the summer. And um, but they can't do that. They can't make films when they're not all in the same space. So they they have regular, you know, in terms of lockdown, or not lockdown, but in terms of the pandemic, they have regular testing. Uh, uh, every day they they have to be tested. They wear masks. They are socially distant. They make allowances for the situation that we as human beings face ourselves are faced with, uh, and and sort of get on get on with life as uh, uh, taking care of that. And actually that sort of interactivity is so important to them. But it's possible. We have by default gone, well, we'll stay at home. But I think that can't happen forever. I think, you know, a, a, a virtual or, a, or a, uh, an, o- an online agency or, or however you describe Link, it, it, it has value. It doesn't have any bricks and mortar. However you do it, the sort of human interactions, they they are they create spontaneous enjoyment, and we all want to enjoy our life. Where do you think this is all going to go? Because when you sort of look online and you sort of speak to people who are currently in agencies, the prospect of anything going back to anyone back in the day when we all started out, I pretty much lived in my in the agency because it was way better than the little bedsit that I was living in at the time this is going to have a massive impact on people's growth on people's development on people's relationship most agencies of most large networks have basically over the last what two years consolidated all their properties to the point now where if you do want to work into the agency you've got a hot desk so you don't really have that second home which i think is important certainly as a creative certainly when you're starting out because you want to feel like a you belong somewhere and you're part of something and i don't know about you but i've always not really liked hot desking just doesn't feel like it's yours or you you kind of have everything set up the way that you you like to work so what what what, where do you think this is going to go because obviously you know some of you are completely virtual and some of you aren't and you know frank and jeremy you've been doing this a lot longer than anyone else what what's going to happen what's going on well, I think um, the corporate office of the future <clears throat> will be a hotel, like a hotel. And if you look at our previous organization, they're, um, and they're like all the other multinationals, their coffee floor basically replicates 
a very cool hotel, foyer, dining, living, hangout area. So essentially, a hotel has a bunch of meeting rooms, has a bunch of rooms you can go to sleep in overnight, it has a bunch of dining rooms, and it has a gym. So you book in, you might be there for two days, you might be there for a day, you might be there for a week. But you book in, you do your meetings, you have your face-to-face, and you get out. So you have your socializing, you have your face-to-face, you get your business stuff done, but you do take that. You go back home to where you become more comfortable working from because this last three years, and I have to be honest with you, I'm guilty. When I when I was um, employed and people would say to me, oh, so-and-so wants to have one day at home, and I'd go, what are you, nuts? We're not paying them for that day at home. Well, I was a dinosaur, and of course – yeah, that was only six years ago. But that was the beginning of people deciding, I don't want to work the way I'm told to. And so the turnaround now is people will work the way they want to and corporations will have to adjust to the way these people are legally now allowed to work. Because throughout the whole COVID exercise, business didn't get lost. Business was made. And I think the real challenge now is how much value do you put on the C-suite? Because I know if I had my job back, the question I would have on myself would be, what's my role? Mm. Because I don't have client-facing meetings. Mine's purely internal. But if everybody was having their face-to-face with clients on Zoom and building relationships and getting work done and clients are happy, senior management's got a real issue about what it is that they do and why they're there. And that kicks off a whole other conversation of, if you're a shareholder, why are we paying so and so four million a year plus a three million dollar bonus to do what? So yeah. it's a conversation that's going to go beyond just the average Joe. Um, I think it really does. What's happened now is it's really opened up the doors for allowing the future people, uh, future future young guns, to decide how they want to work to get the best out of what they do, to have the better relationships with what they do through work. It's no longer going to be sitting at a desk and coming in and being told what to do by the corporation. And for some, and we're the old we're the old guard, that was what we needed. Not taking away human interaction, we desperately need that, but there'll be a different way of doing it and there'll be a different way of placing the importance on it. I think I think Jeremy's point <clears throat> that's you know, is is exactly there and about what young people expect. And I think this is what I was saying about the watershed for me and the agency, so in my head at any rate is a shift from telling young, these youngsters what to do to basically letting them tell me how they want to do it. Let's see where that takes us because that's satisfying for everybody. You know, in the end, I run a business, but really we're all there to have a good life. And uh, so what's the point of, you know, I, I don't work in a big corporation. So what's the point of making my little corporation feel like a big corporation? That doesn't work. So let's let's try and... It's it's quite liberating to. I like going into the office, and I like the kids coming into the office. But uh, you know, I want it to be the space that they want to work in, and they can work from home if they want to do that as well. We make sure everybody's got every. We send everybody kid to work work at home. I think you just have to embrace how the world is and enjoy it, rather than try and shoehorn a model that perhaps isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. I think you've got. I think you're right on the money, Selwyn. I think um, I love the idea of coming to an office. It's a family. Some are in, some are out. You've given everybody the flexibility to do what they need to do the best work they can. 
so they can be who they are and love being where they're at and yeah. feel safe. And you still have that sense of, of community and belonging because you're right. Belonging is a really important thing in, in a company. And it's rewarding. It's rewarding for me. As, so what, I'll give you an example because I like – I'll just give you an example of a creative guy who's only been with us a few uh, weeks, trying to teach him how to do some – some there's an animation thing. I was sort of you know, telling him what I wanted to achieve, what we were sort of going. I said, go and play. Don't worry about fonts. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Just go and do it. He, was, he said, yeah, okay, well, he was using <clears throat> he was using After Effects or something. He said, you know what, I think I'm going to try and do this on my iPad. Now, I don't use an iPad. But that is a technology that I don't use, not for creative work. And he came in the following day. He'd been up all night doing it, came in the next morning to the office. Look what I've done. And it's brilliant. And he's on his iPad. So there are ways that people enjoy. When people come in and they've worked overnight, I don't want people to work overnight necessarily. When they've worked overnight, what you know is that they've they've enjoyed what they're doing. That's the asset that you want. That's absolutely that's right. That's the asset so. you yeah, want. Whether they yeah, do it at work, yeah. do it at home, do it at night, that's a creative asset. Somebody who has enjoyed what they're doing and it's bloody good as a result. I can sell that to a client. You know, that's worth a million bucks. I think that that, that whole – and I've, I've learned this as well. Um, in as much that I don't mind staying up all night if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and um, and I think that, that going <laughs> drink. <laughs> I've always done it. I've never. I, I pride myself on. Um, I don't think I've ever had a job where I've um, um, got into work before ten o'clock um, ever. <laughs> um, uh, but so so yeah, I am a back end of the day sort of person. But I would say that, that there's nothing better when you and and Shahid earlier asked me about this this moment. I think the moment is when you start enjoying work again. And there was a while where I wasn't really enjoying work because I wasn't doing the stuff I was any good at. I was you know I was organising things. I'm shit at that. I'm just good at creative. You know, I'm just good at thinking. I'm just good at um you know a bit of design work you know people tend to like my typography people tend to like my color choices people tend to you know like my ideas but when you're well that's my focus but when i'm given like all these other tasks to do which i'm crap at and all of a sudden i become really skilled in powerpoint and not so so powerpoint takes up 95 percent of my day and um in design and illustrator and the programs that i love take up five percent of my day all of a sudden it's all out of kilter so I think the moment for me was actually, you know what, I'm getting back to what I used to be really, really good at and what I, what I enjoyed and what I liked staying up late for and, you know, really getting my head around. And how, finding other people to do that other stuff for me, the big revelation for me was, um, you know, I used to think, oh, God, I've got to chuck more bodies at it. I don't. I just have to get a production person to sort that out for me. And I think the the, the for, as a creative and Jeremy used to say this, and I used to go, mm, sort of. And it wasn't until I started working with a really, really um, amazing um, production guy that I suddenly realized how much time they save you. And one of my first jobs, one of the first things I did when I joined Link was get a really, really, really good production guy. My God, that guy's saved me um, so many hours, so many days. Um, and I think that, yeah, yeah, just working out what you're good at, I think, and what you enjoy doing. Is, 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 it sounds so fundamental, but actually, that's the that's the trick. I agree with that's, you, that's Adrian. I, I think it's something that I, I realised a bit 
later on in life, I, I used to love running the creative department. I loved doing it. And I always got the handle. It wasn't just me. I don't think I was never the creative, but I knew what good looked like. I was always good at knowing what good looked like. I might not necessarily have come up with the idea or written a headline or whatever. It doesn't matter. I think it's creating the environment where skills where skills excel. And I think that so an, an environment where skills excel. The other thing that you said um about great, 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 doing great creative, whether you do them during the night, like Selwyn's creative who's spent all night on an iPad or whatever, to a good creative and to a creative that cares, it's not a hardship. It's not a hardship. And we're lucky as creatives because a lot of people have jobs where having to, you know, carry on driving that bus through the night or the truck or whatever it is they're doing can be a bit of a pain. But I think we're lucky with creatives that it's not necessarily a hardship to work all night and come up with some great ideas and some great visual or copy thinking. I, I think, and that's that's one of the beauties of, um, that's the bit that worried me when, when I started getting a bit older and felt I really need to sort of retire and do something else. That was the bit that I was really worried about missing and in a way, my watercolored tuition has has taken over, um, and and I've got to be honest with watercolor tuition, a lot of it is on Zoom, uh, but there's still about twenty to thirty percent of what I do is still in person, and I've got to say I love the in person. I I love that interaction when people are together. I know it's difficult with COVID, wearing masks and all that sort of thing, but I absolutely love it. Because it just reminds me of the, the good days in advertising when we were together debating creative issues. Arguing. Yeah. Or arguing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Like, you know, you can work where you want to work. But I guess just to play devil's advocate a little bit with that is that the moment things start becoming very transactionable, clients will start using freelancers themselves and all those sorts of things. And I always loved the magic where you're, you have your team and you're sort of with them day in, day out. And I know that will never probably come back, but there was just something around those ancillary moments where, you know, hovering art directors almost to an extent where you've just, and you can just sense when somebody's having a bad day or you can just sense when something's going right or whatever. There's just those sort of moments that they're not in your calendar. Do you know what I mean? They're just sort of those things that you just... It, they almost they're in the air maybe I'm the old git here but I just have really fond memories and and I know that n- none of those memories would have ever been possible on zoom in the same mm. way or even if it was just spent 20% at the time together or 30% and we're in a different time and things will just work themselves out and maybe the, it will mean the work will get better but I, I I do sort of have a little bit of question mark on young people coming in you know I quite like the fact that I was living in a bed sit in King's Cross earning literally next to nothing because it kept me hungry and the fact that I had somewhere to go which was really my real home which was the agency it's where I basically <laughs> ate and just drank and ate all their crisps and whatever just to survive because and it kept, kept me hungry and they were like the, the best days of my life I, it was where I was the most free I I didn't have any money it was probably the most I don't know energetic for, for for work and the industry and all those sorts of things but that's not to say it won't happen in a different I, way I don't know if this is I don't know if this is true. This is just a, a, a something I think to myself might be true. Is that um, there's always been a, 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 a we are in a 
transition, we're going to go to a different world. But there's a there are five days of the week traditionally. In, in if you like, if you take a binary thing before and after, before five days a week you go to work. If you enjoy it, like an agency is supposed to be, it's great. It's energetic, and you have your weekend. Five days versus two. Once you start to go the other way around, for example, if you're at three days of the office, that means you're four days at home. That means that the that the work that you are doing and that space that you are supposed to be passionate about as a youngster, that's now instead of being five sevenths of your week, it's now three sevenths of your week. So if you're not careful, there's a shift towards the 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 agency environment being the the way you pay your bills. So we have to be really careful to make sure that some sort of culture remains, that people, whether they're at home, whether they're in a virtual office, whether they're in, you know, turning up in, in sort of suites of, of, of coffee tables and gyms, that, that that's still important to them and important for what they want to do in life rather than important because they've got a mortgage to pay. I was just going to say that. I think you're you're absolutely right, the word culture. And I'd say it's down to the three of you guys, Shahid, Selwyn, and, and um, Adrian, <clears throat> because you have you have businesses um, and you have people that are responsible and you're responsible for. But if you don't work hard to build a culture that people want to work in because people are telling people at, at your place it's really cool. And I liken it to um, – the early days when we used to hear about, oh, that company, Google, have you seen their offices? Or have you seen what Yahoo's offices are like? And they're usually the tech companies. And eventually, you know, have you been to such and such an agency? It's like a giant playground. Um, these are people who are building brand new cultures. And so while we can talk about a brave new world coming or a shift and a change in how we are going to work, etc., it will be a normal shift because it's got to accommodate human nature. And I think it's this is where the fun really is. This is the part that I'm envious of you guys about because you have the formalities of a traditional structure called a company and a building to go to. Now, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to make that different but similar, amazing but not scary, and make that the new normal? And, and it will take a little time, but that's that's the brilliant part of what we're heading into, I think. And that, I think that's the exciting part of having what those relationships will be like, their interactions, the ability to communicate and empathize and understand, but at the same time be respectful of people wanting to have, be able to have the freedom to work they want to work for a period of a day or two during the week away from the office. Um, I, I just think that's rather than it being a negative, I think it's it's a massive positive, and I think that's I sort of felt that what you were saying, Selwyn, um, about the family and and the place to go to work, etc. And Shahid, you sort of just touched on that, but also uh, Frank, you said it. You have uh, your Zoom lessons, but you also have your thirty percent face to face, and you know, Adrian, you're, you're all talking about the same thing. You you want that? You have to accept that sense of distance between some but you're accommodating and making sure you're working with that touchy-feely bit called human interaction, which we can't function without. Absolutely. I think, like I, I, to be honest, I think mm -hmm. virtually you have to work harder at that. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a much harder thing to do because you can't say, I can say you can't see the whites of people's eyes. You certainly can. But at the same time, that, that whole thing where you're sat around a desk with a, you know, with a pen and a bit of paper, 
um, you know, coming up with ideas and talking about work and stuff. It's, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of unbeatable. Um, so doing it virtually, it's, it's, it's even, it's, it's harder and it's slower as well, actually. Um, however, it is kind of, it is kind of, I, I think, you know, we're working through it. I don't think the metaverse is the answer. Um, as I said before, <laughs> no. That's illegal. That's just a legal point. Um, <laughs> um, but having said that, I, I, this, this whole thing about enjoyment, and I, uh, if you play to strengths, that's the that's the thing. You know, fight. I also think that we, there's a trend, I think, towards specialism now and towards boutiques. And, and you know, your young guys, you know, your guy who made the film, do you know what? He'll probably make another one and another one and another one and get into it. Just like just like the, the, the librarian who was stacking the books and all of a sudden, you know, um, after a while um, pursued her dream. I think if you have that dream for long enough, you'll end up doing it. I, just, I always thought that. And I think you know it's just a it's just a case. Okay, this is something I enjoy. This is something I like doing. This is my vocation. This is what I want to do. Da, 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 da. Now, whether that be animation, whether that be filmmaking, whether that be photography, whether that be design and typography, um, whether that be whatever it is um, that we do, I think those little niches, those those little things, those specialisms, those things that make you get out of bed in the morning, are the things that that we will all start drawing upon. And uh, and one of the good things I think about like like having a virtual company or not having to travel to an office is that I can speak to somebody in in Romania who's an anime, animator, and I know that you guys could too. But actually, for a while, we can we can have that interaction with each other. Um, and this is this is you know this is the modern world. We're not restricted to the people that like travel into our office. We can speak to anybody. Um, and get those guys on board. So those specialisms, I think, it's just, I don't know, it's, I think more people will be in, yeah. And I think where the pandemic has helped is it's reminded us that we probably could have always done that, but now it seems, now we embrace that. Whereas, so we were thinking, oh, you know, somebody's in Romania, I'd rather speak to somebody in Soho, but but that that whole world has changed. If you don't need to speak to somebody in Soho because you're going to phone them, you don't need to go around the corner and see them. Then, then the world has opened up, uh, and 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 the pandemic has sort of allowed us or forced us to go. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's uh, let's get the best people. Let's get the people who are who who want to do the job, or or, or offer something new. Let's not get the people who are around the corner. It's, it's very important to. Co- come to terms with what's what COVID means. And I think one of the big things that's been touched on here today is that of relationships, uh, which is really important. It, it, and and it's, you know, relation, and, and as Jeremy started, it kicked off the whole meeting right at the beginning. It's about relationships with yourself, number one. It's, it's how you feel about yourself and what you do. And I, I think Jeremy raised some really strong points there. In the beginning, and and it's true. We've got to remember we're human beings at the end of the day, you know. And we we try and get as much out of um, worth, you know, uh, of what we do as possible. And I think it's been described really well. Um, I'm hoping that maybe for a future uh, um, podcast, it might be good to maybe talk about you know old fashioned values like trust. 
And I, again, I just think we've gone through a very difficult period with certain things that have been happening, happening, you know, in politically, in royalty and in sport, you know, and I don't want to get into those things now We're at the end of this subject. But, you know, I think, I think for a future podcast, I think trust is going to be start getting really quite important and as a value. Um, not, not, you know, not just a, a social thing, but a business thing, you know, is really important too. But that's for another day. Thank you so much, Shahid, for this. It's been what I've needed because I haven't spoken to anybody for nearly a year. So I sound like a hermit, really, really with too much to talk about and nothing much to say. But no, I really enjoyed it. It's been wonderful. You've all been fantastic. And of course, if you want to do one on trust or anything else, just let me know. We'll gladly set up another session. It's been wonderful, you know, speak to you in, in 2022. You know, I'm, I must admit, I think this has been a massive motivator for me. The things I picked out was, might sound a bit cheesy, but we all have a dream and don't forget about it. Don't look back. Human relationships is kind of what we live for and we shouldn't forget about that in terms of the new world of work, whatever that manifests itself in. Not forgetting our self-worth and not forgetting that we are in, in a, our life is all about change and you know, change can bring a huge amount of, of positivity and we just have to find those opportunities as creative people. And I'm sure all our listeners will be finding their own nuggets of gold and I think yeah you've all shared some some amazing amazing things so Frank Jeremy Adrian and Selwyn massive massive thanks and yeah take really care really enjoyed it thanks brilliant thank Cheers you very much thank you thanks very much well done as ever if you do enjoy listening to these podcasts please do give us a rating and a review 